Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The big one is Jalen Green. I think that's the that's the big thing here, Spo. Like, no matter how many different ways we talk about this team, okay, the reason why it's only raised its floor but hasn't really done much for its ceiling is because its highest ceiling raising player has not done so has not played that way like i, I feel like if jalen green and, and i think this is the hope you tell me if you disagree with this but i feel like there was a hope when they drafted jalen green and even based off of his first couple of seasons and coming into this season that he would turn into the type of player i know he's a or the caliber player i should say I know he's a different kind of type of player, but the caliber of player that we see Tyrese Halliburton turning into in, in, in Indiana with the Pacers, that we've seen Shea Gilders Alexander turn into an all-NBA guy over the last couple of years now, MVP candidate now with the Oklahoma City Thunder, the type of player that Ja Morant is whenever he's healthy or allowed to play when he's not suspended. Like guys who are different from him, but have developed or are and he's he's behind all of those guys in years but the trajectory we're talking about he's not on that he's not performing to that caliber and i and i, and I feel like Jalen green not playing up to his potential puts a strain on everybody else it puts a strain on everything else because there was this reliant and this feeling that he would take a step and he'd be a better shooter. He'd be a better scorer. And, and, and for me, the frustrating part watching is, it's just like, man, he seems to have all the ability in the world. And I can't for the life of me figure out why he's not a better shooter, why he's not a better finisher at the rim, why he doesn't, you know, make things happen and finish through traffic the way that you would expect somebody with that athletic profile to do so why he's not getting to the free throw line the same way he was when he was really at his height last year or at the height of his game last year. Like the, these are the issues that I think if they, if they happen, we would be looking at a, at a much different, do we be obviously looking at a much different team? And I, I feel like, like all of its, all of its holes and faults are sort of exacerbated by the underperformance of one specific player. I, I think you are exactly right. And I, it has been a bad year. It started out okay. 
and then it has dipped. It has continued to dip, and he has not been able to dig out of that hole. And I don't know why. I don't know what it will take. But when you are playing, he was drafted. When you draft a guy second overall, especially in that draft, in that specific 2021 draft, which was considered to be excellent at that at the top, you thought that you were getting an all-star. You thought you were getting somebody who would be an efficient scorer, a guy who could possibly one day lead the league in scoring. And it just hasn't happened. And frankly, like you said, it feels like it's gotten worse. And it doesn't seem like that there is, you know, every now and then there's been a flash here, a flash there. It feels like those are becoming fewer and farther and further between. And it's, it is obviously hurting the offense when a guy who is taking the second most threes on your team is only making 30% of them. When a guy who is attempting, let's see, just total field goal percent of uh, field goal attempts. Uh, Jalen Green is right up there. Alperin Shingun attempts 15.3 attempts a game. He shoots 54%. Jalen Green is shooting 15 field goals a game. He's shooting 40%. So, I mean, you have a guy who is the usage rate is high and it's inefficient. Like it, it's hard to, it's hard to have a good offense when that is the case. And right now, when he has been on the floor, they haven't been a good offense. And I think a big reason is because of him. And it's it's just how it's gone. And he has done some things better this year. People got – last night's the first time that I've ever been ratioed for, like, being positive about a player. And it, yeah. it's crazy. Like, all, all I did – Kelly says something about how he made a, a good decision in transition. And I just said, yeah, hey. Decision making has been he's been better at that this season. Yeah, that's yeah. all. And I wasn't even talking about that specific game. I wasn't watching the game. I was at U of H. But like people around the team will tell you that yeah, that has been one aspect of his game that has improved this year. Now that doesn't mean that he's improved overall as a player. I don't think anybody would tell you that he's improved overall as a player. In fact, I think that people would tell you that he's taken steps back as a player this season. And it has it has obviously hurt them. And so I, I don't know. I, if I'm them and we've talked about the starting lineup stuff and, you know, I, there have been vast email about it. I, I, I double checked with Udoka uh, before the game Sunday, you're going to do anything with the lineup. And he said, no, we're going to stick, stick with the same five. And obviously I wasn't in Oklahoma city last night. I won't be in Phoenix tomorrow night, but you start to wonder like, where is this going? And at what point do you have to do something to change things up just for the good of the team? And I don't know the answer to that. I, I think that that is a really difficult question that they have to figure out right now. Well, I, I've got a question for you in a second, but just on your ratio real quick, because I was watching that and, and observing that. Because you and I have actually had this discussion about how he does make better decisions. But the disconnect that I saw in what you were saying and how people were responding to what you were saying was that all of these things are a part of the problem. The fact that it does seem like he makes better decisions. It does seem like he has a better grasp for the game. And he just flat out, for whatever reason, can't play. Well, he just can't shoot. That's what that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's what that's what this game is supposed to be. And so, like, and this is part of the reason for the ratio on you is because hey, he's making better decisions, but it's like, hey, go get your your smartest basketball nerd on Twitter to go out there and make good decisions. But that dude can't shoot. That dude can't play. I understand Jalen Green's obviously infinitely better than that. But but that's that's the issue. It's like, hey, he can make every good decision that he wants to. But if it's a brick or if he can't finish in traffic like he's supposed to, 
or if he's not drawing fouls, or if his handle is loose, he's not even like an, an unskilled or bad ball handler per se. He's just like a somewhat careless, loose ball handler at times, which is really odd. And it's like, okay, so if, if these things weren't the case, then everything should become, why isn't it coming together? I mean, it's, it's part of the frustrating part of it. It's like, okay, and I've, I've talked about this with you, better teammates, namely Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, all right, and, and a better version of Alperin Shingun. Let's just let's not leave that out there. And a better version of Jabari Smith Jr., all right? So better teammates that he's playing with. Ime Udoka, I think most people would acknowledge for whatever criticisms people might have out there on the internet that Ime Udoka's pretty good basketball coach, good coach. Why aren't you better? You know, you, you make better decisions. Why aren't you better? Like, uh, it's, that to me, your point and people's frustration, to me, actually went more hand-in-hand hand than they realized. Here you got a guy who's in year three and should be and does seem to be a smarter basketball player than he was in year one when he came in as a teenager, yet for some reason his jump shot is as inconsistent, if not less consistent, um, and all these other things that I just mentioned. So, like, it's like all this is a problem, you know? Like, yeah, they everybody wanted him to process better and to make better reads and to make better decisions back when they thought he had all of this elite skill and ability. Now he's making better reads and better decisions, and this elite skill and ability is not revealing itself. So <laughs> it's like, holy shit, you're, you, are, you are screwed on both ends, it seems here. Whether he's making the right move or not, it's not resulting in consistent winning basketball play. This is a question I want to ask you, though, because we're trying to find solutions, and I don't think we have them. If we did, we'd have higher-paying jobs and bigger roles than what we have now. But I thought or have been thinking about it over the last couple of weeks that, like, man, I do think Jalen Green could benefit from a benching from the standpoint of he's not a consistent enough player right now frustratingly not a consistent enough player right now to feel good about as a starter and and I, and I know people we get into this argument about starters minutes and starting versus you know closing and like how does the minute allocation matter but just stick with me here for a second I feel like he's not a consistent enough player to really be a good starter but he's like significantly more talented than most second unit guys, than most bench players. And so I wonder if, okay, you know, you just, if you bring him off the bench as like a, as a spark, does that help him? Does that get him going? You know, like aside from the psychological hurdle of going from being a starter to a bench player, is him playing against bench units? a better idea is that exploiting some sort of mis mismatch and giving him an opportunity to get into some sort of flow do you think that there's anything to that that a, a player of, of Jalen Green's talent level coming off the bench playing against second units like to start the game could maybe get him going could benefit him in some way there could be and I had this conversation with somebody back when he was struggling as a rookie that hey maybe you bring him off the bench it takes some of the pressure off like you said he gets to play against second unit defenders as opposed to you know the first unit defenders maybe he's not on the you know maybe he's not the guy that 
that defenses are uh, or that the defense is like focused on. So, I mean, at this point, nothing could hurt. Um, and I do think that they need to try and figure out exactly what he is at this point, just so that they can have a, a grasp of it. And just like, does is he somebody that you want to have, you know, on the team moving forward? And I think that they, they need to figure out a way to, to put him in a position to be successful. And right now it doesn't feel like he's in a position to be successful. And I think some of this has been mental for him this year. I think that, I think we've talked about this before, Brandon, but I, I want, you know, he, this is a guy who didn't play college basketball. You know, he played in the G league, which, you know, it's fine. Um, but he never really had any negativity around him really until this year. You know, he didn't have to, you know, nobody cared what they did in the G league when he was a rookie. And when he was a second year guy, if he would play bad, uh, you know, it's, he's young, you know, he's developing, he's getting better. Whenever he would have a, a 20 point game, everybody online would lose their minds. And now all of a sudden there has been so much negativity around him and it's piercing through like the negativity is getting back to him and he hasn't reacted well to the negativity. And I, I think that, again, for the first time, basically, probably in his whole life, at least basketball life, he's having to deal with that negativity, and it just hasn't worked. And I, I thought that maybe the All-Star break would do him some good, get away from basketball, clear your head, come back, be ready to go, and it it hasn't worked. So I, I don't know what you do at, at this point, but it, it feels like the last time we talked about this, um, after the break, you know, I, I said I would probably just leave him in the starting lineup just because I, I don't know what the other option would be, um, whether you go Amin Thompson, whether you go Cam Whitmore. But frankly, it, it kind of feels like it's hurting the team more to have him in the starting lineup because it just it's just not working. And I don't know if that's a good answer or not, and it's kind of you know running in circles here, but that's just how it feels right now is that it's just – it does feel like you need to do something to change things up at this point because the team is not playing well. He is not playing well. And it just, what's the the definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again. And I just, he's been the one, con, you know, he's played every game. He started every game this year. And I just, if, if there were signs of life, if there were signs of progress, then maybe I would be seeing a different tune. And that was why Yudoka said that he wasn't going to change the starting lineup because he wanted to see those five guys play together again. And maybe that consistency would do Jalen some good. And here we are four games in and it really, it, it just, it hasn't. And I, I want to, I should have done this a second ago, but just looking at his game log for these four games, again, I thought the break would do him some good. It would give him some time to to clear his head and, you know, to all that other stuff. But Jalen Green in four games since the All-Star break, 10 points on 3 of 14 shooting, 24 minutes. Uh, 14 points on 5 of 13 shooting, 21 minutes. 11 points on 5 of 13 shooting, 32 minutes. And then last night, 16 points on 6 of 17 shooting, 28 minutes. So there has not been any progress made there has not been a a a tick up in his level of play so i i don't know if four games is enough to make that determination but it it feels like we're getting right to that edge where they're gonna probably have to do something 
Yeah, man. Like the play, the moment that felt like sort of, I don't, I'm not going to say indicative because he's been better than this, but the moment that really felt like, like just. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It was like a, it was a blooper moment. But you remember when, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Alpi or Jabari Smith. But I, I, maybe it was Jabari trying to save the ball from out of bounds. Hit him in the face? And they saved the ball and it hit him right off the face. And, you know, that that's a moment that I think... I don't want to say survive, but I think that's a moment that anybody else can have and just shrug it off. And he and he didn't like seem like humiliated by it. Just like he kind of laughed it off there in the moment from what I could tell. But that that's a moment that I feel like. Says nothing is a blooper that says nothing to most players, but when you're struggling the way that Jalen Green is and has been. It, it does feel like a microcosm of your season and your moment, you know, just saving the ball right off of your face, you know, um, just just a, a, a an odd moment to, to kind of observe to, for it to be that guy, because that feels like that could have like honestly happened to anybody. But it was Jalen, um, the guy who's been struggling. And, you know, it, it was just as, as far as this like benching versus starting thing like I don't know I, like honestly and the, this is the frustration for me with the team is I just I don't know if it's flat out if, if this is what Jalen is and if we're talking about like if bringing him off the bench is gonna be a spark or help him out any like to me this team is just flat out not really good enough no matter if he's in the starting lineup or not like having to reconcile that or come to grips with that over these last however many games are left to me is like its own thing but 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 to me you do have to try to figure out a way to reach this guy and to save this guy in, in, in some form or fashion because they can put him on the trade block and he can be a trade candidate over during the offseason but they do still have time to rectify this sort of thing or just sort of right this ship we, we talked before about not being like in a big rush to make decisions like he's extension eligible but it's not like you got to trade them and you got to get them out of the door or anything like that. Like there's no real rush on this thing. You still have a little bit of time to allow him to develop. So like in the name of that, if you've got to make some drastic moves to reach him, then to me, maybe this is the one, maybe this is the one that you make. Cause again, I think it could benefit him from a, Hey, let's get him going standpoint. And then obviously the team we talked about this in the last episode i think they benefit from having you know a better defender and maybe a more consistent 
And this is why I like Amin Thompson. I think you know what his limitations are and what they're supposed to be, as opposed to having this expectation that Jalen Green's going to be a volume shooter, but not a very good one. Like no one's ex expecting ISO Amin Thompson jump shots from the perimeter type of like it's like he's not going to be shooting a bunch of threes. You know that you're going to you're going to operate and design your offense around that. So to me, there is a little bit of addition by subtraction there. I think it could benefit the team and maybe Jalen in that way. Yeah, I, I at this point, what do you have to lose? Because obviously what they're doing now isn't working. And I, I feel like we have said. You know, he's got X amount of games to prove himself or X amount of games to do this and show that he deserves an extension. And we're running out of games at this point. You know, we're down to 24 games. And just what what they're doing now, it's not working. And he's not playing well. And it's hurting the team at this point. So would it benefit Jalen Green from being benched? Maybe. But it would probably benefit the team more. And I think that's kind of the direction that they should look to at this point. Just... They're probably not going to be in the play-in, but they can at least try and make something out of the season because there's there there is no benefit to tanking for them. I mean, to go from you know a fourteen percent chance of keeping the pick to a twenty-two percent chance, you know, whatever it's that's as negligible as it gets. Man, I, I would say you know we talked about the the games and the, the amount of time to you know however many games left to prove he's extension eligible or you know, worthy extension worthy. I, I feel like we're past that. No, no, it's it, now it's roster worthy. Yeah, now it's, it's can you yeah. be but now or is this somebody who's good enough to be part of the future of the team? Yeah, and I think the answer right now, at least, it, it's not yes at this point. Like, there's nothing that I've seen that that makes you think yes to to the to answer that question. Um, so I don't know. It's it's been, I, I think, for the most part, this has been a a successful season just because they've won more. They have seen a lot of their guys get better. Um, the two guys that they brought in in free agency have been good. Um, the rookies have played, I think, better than people would have expected them to play. But it, it kind of gets canceled out by Jalen Green taking steps back this season. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.